The Juicy Cup Podcast is an opinion-based show that should not be considered professional advice or services and assumes no responsibility or liability towards listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with another episode of the Juicy Cup Podcast. Hey, hey y'all. Welcome to the Juicy Cup. My name is Bernard. And I am Valerie. Oh, welcome you guys. Get your drinks, set it all in. It's going to be a great um episode. What they say we have for a good time, not a long time? Not a long time. Let's see. Um, How you been this week, man? I've been actually really good. I've actually been having like a pretty good few days. Um, That's beautiful. I had to celebrate a friend's birthday. And so I've been, you know, it's what's also what's in my cup. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a margarita right now. And so, like I said, it's going to be a very interesting episode. I'm going to have to make some changes if we drink a margaritas on the episode today. This is the one day I don't have nothing in my hand yet. I got a bottle of water to the left of me. Ooh, oh, and you um, off your, um, your fast. Yeah, I done broke that, but yeah, I'm off. (laughs) (laughs) I I can say what I have done during Lent is drastically reduced, not just my drinking, but Mm -hmm. as much as I drink in a setting, like to the point where I'm like, do I need to drink anymore? Because the next day after the little one drink, if I did drink, I was having a little headache and not feeling too well. (laughs) So I don't know, but maybe that's all in my head, right? It could be that I felt bad that I was not keeping my word. Lord. You know, I could punish my own self really well. <laughs> but, I mean, you did you did the days that you did do, so you know. Mm-hmm. More than none. Um <laughs> a step is a step. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what did you go today? Because you know, you almost didn't make it for this calling today for this podcast. I did not. And then my uh it, everything was trying to update and I was like, oh what the fuck? <laughs> I was ready to give up. <laughs> I started yawning on the couch. I was over there watching um, what is it called? Chicago P. Because it went off of Hulu. Mm-hmm. So um, my dude has USA, and I was like, oh, let me get in. I'm on episode 14, and I think I started Friday night. <laughs> Lord. So you already know. <laughs> so I've been doing. Um, today we went to um Bohem. Um, Why does that sound familiar? I think you might have made before. It's like still really cool, like a little spot. I knew it. I didn't know they do a buffet style like breakfast now. That was interesting. It was. It wasn't bad. It was pretty. It was like you walk down a line buffet style. Yeah. Y'all be really acting like COVID is still not here and other things. No, no, it was really good. Like I just wish. I think my only honestly, like I like it was good food. I just wish the food was like warmer. Hmm. That's all. I'm really like temperature based with my food. Like it wasn't bad food. Like I enjoyed my food. I enjoyed like the show was pretty good and everything. I'd recommend to go. I just wish my What kind food. of show was it? It's like a drag show. Oh, okay, that's what I kinda thought. Yeah. Y'all be getting one. me with the buffets. Phil and Derek's used to have a buffet right before COVID. That Phil and Derek's buffet used to be good as shit though. I ain't gonna lie about that. I think that's like one of the and maybe I'm a little slow, but I think that's like one of the first places I went to that had like real southern buffet like I was walking down the line and saw collard greens and I was like what? <laughs> I think you can put it in your grits you can put it in your grits and put the fried chicken right there it was good absolutely not I forgot what I did I went with you I think the first time I went to Phil and Derek's mm-hmm. I don't remember but yeah that's when it was actually like really like I don't think I don't really hear too many people go to anymore yeah that was when it was a line to get in <laughs> yeah. it's still pretty good food though it's not a bad place like if you like Come to Houston. It's not a bad place if you want. It's like a really chill, like older spot. It's cool. Yeah. 
Lord. So we go ahead and get this going. Um, what got you going? But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start because, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. because you know, I went to, uh, on March 31st, I went to the Megan Thee Stein concert. Um, they did like, I don't, I really don't know what it is. I just know Megan Thee Stein was performing Friday night and Little, Little, Little Nas X was performing, um, Saturday. And so it's like, you know, it's a free concert for a lot of people. And so they have like opening acts and doing the first opening act, two people fell out and doing like the second one, like two or three fell out and doing Megan's like two, one or two fell out. And it was just like, When you say fall out, like passed out because they saw her or passed out because of the temperature. Like, what are we talking about here? I don't give a fuck what it is. Why are these people, why are these, all these people falling <laughs> out? I'm just, I'm just not understanding what you're not doing with yourself. well, It interrupts, Houston is hot. Was it outside? it, it interrupts my show. I Was can't it outside? stand it. It was, Mm it wasn't even hot. It wasn't even, it wasn't even hot that day. I can't even give you that. okay. Okay. It was like stack of cool, like he wore like a, a light little jacket. So what was like the pauses timeline wise for these fallouts? It was like it, it, it was like always catch a song when it's like real good. And then he'd be like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm like, no, you just, you done fucked up the vibe already. Just, just start a new song, sir. It was very interrupting. Like I just, it's not blaming people. It's more so just like I need people to uh, to focus on the health, right? If they're gonna be going to large crowds, it's quite annoying. Agreed. I, I don't know about that one because I don't. Sometimes I don't think you know. Um, I think post COVID people have different anxieties than what we may have been accustomed to before, and crowds may be one. But when your favorite artists come along, what will you do? You'll be there, right? So imagine Meg, and you already get. As 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 at a reasonable distance, I'm On just. the come from the comfort of my couch. It would have been me. <laughs> but imagine if you're saying that at Meg, there was a couple of people that passed out. I can only imagine what Beyonce finna go through. After paying how much for them tickets? <laughs> no, sir. Who are Not you telling? me. <laughs> Nick will be doing the fucking most. And it's more so, and it, I guess because, like, I understand, like, you're really excited. I understand, like, you're not, you're partying, you're having fun, you're having too much fun. But it's just be like, God damn, like, I, I, we come to all to your show. Be respectful and monitor your, like, I guess, how are you going to be interacting throughout the whole show? They'd be, be fine, but. I didn't know the Meg um concert was free, and Mm-hmm. I believe the weekend you're talking about because I saw like a laundry list of things was for the Final Four, um There when you go. the It was. It college was. basketball. Yeah, I ain't know that. I ain't know that was happening. But Yeah, it was like it was like the city was turned. <laughs> I, I I did not know. The only thing I thought it was funny that one um that one guy he was like a barber. He's a uh, a barber. He tried to pose as one of security to get into the final four. A police officer, right? I want to say yes. No, no, no. He no. He was posing as a police officer. I think or security. I he no. He posed as a. I'm saying he posed as a police officer because it either made the radio or the news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dumb, real dumb. <laughs> it's never that serious. And now that you're telling me that it was free, is it really that serious? Because impersonating an officer, I want to say <laughs> it's mm, no, no, a. no, no. That was for the final four. He
Oh, okay. Still, is it worth it? <laughs> Once again, that's one of them things you can watch from the comfort of your couch. Some people don't believe that. They need to be all into it. Mm. Lord, what got you going this week? Because I am very interested in this when I want to read this. Because I, I giggled to myself. And every, every time I, it gave me like a giggle to read it every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not into these these fads that come around with like little fast food joints bring out like a new dish. Like I'm I'm even get you. Like today I saw that KFC, which is like maybe a childhood fave, but I haven't really messed with it since I came out of college. Um, came out with like this macaroni and cheese bowl and they add the little chicken on top. But y'all folks act real ignorant when Popeyes come out with something new. I really don't think that people really consider the correlation between them chicken sandwiches and how COVID hit. Because all of y'all was running. I don't think I tried that sandwich to like 20, maybe early 2022, late 2021. Because I was like, it got to be something in it to make y'all act this crazy. No, it's actually pretty good. Mm -mm, I'm good. It, it wasn't even all that when I tasted it. It was like, it's just like a chicken. It's subpar. Um, Oh, but girl, then you like KFC. Girl, you like KFC, girl, please. I don't, so hold up. I really don't like that chicken. I was a fan of the wedges as a kid. Oh, Um, the wedges are so nasty. Lord, it'd be celestial. That's one of the reasons why I don't like on one like wedge potatoes um like that. French fries, I can't stand them shits. I don't like them as an adult, but I really used to love them things. So Popeyes came out with a new biscuit, and y'all haven't gotten as crazy. But, like, there's, like, all these people, like, let me show you a tasting of it, and let me record myself. And, uh, ooh, it has, it has the, what is it? I think it's strawberry. It has strawberries mixed into the biscuit, and it has this on top. And I'm just, like, y'all real extra over a biscuit. All right, <laughs> you But know then what? I was, like, maybe the lines will start getting crazy, but then I realized that like, they make biscuits in real, true excess. So I'm hoping the lines don't start wrapping around the corner like they did for them sandwiches. No, I, you know, I can't say nothing because I'm part of the hive of, um, if you ever have a Bojangles by you, um, the blueberry biscuit. Mm. We had a Bojangles, I think, in college. And I'll tell you this. If I don't care for the name of the restaurant, I'm not going to A, Jack in the Box, Bojangles, Arby's, In-N-Out. Those are places I have never ate at because of the name alone. You got to entice me. And those are not enticing names. <laughs> Lord, I will just write it off as I don't, I don't eat their food. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Mojangles is pretty good. I like Mojangles. Tracy, the French fries like, are, are low key, like underrated. They'd be so good. But then again, you know, I, I I like picture to them eat. having like fries like um this is just in my head because I really don't know. Mm hmm I picture them having like checker fries. Is it similar? Checker fries, but with like um yellow potatoes or like white potatoes, basically. Like um, it's like the Cajun seasoning or like seasoning salt. They put seasoning salt on their fries. Fries is like seasoned versus like just the typical salt. Gotcha. Mm Oh Lord, see, I'm getting hungry now. Lord, I'm hungry. Oh, -hmm. After all this party, you ain't eat. I did. No, um, we went to it was it was like it was good. Good Yeah, I ate a snack before I came. I'm just. Hungry and okay, so.
You gonna jump right into it? Yeah, we got to jump right into it. So this topic, um, the T.S. Madison outing is what we should have an opinion about. Go ahead. Tell the people what it's about. Okay. Well, T.S. Madison, guys, is a trans woman. I'm in the black community. If you don't know, I always talk about her a lot. And so on Twitter, she posed the question of, if you are trans and you are out here running on social media blogs and details your sexual experiences with celebrity um, men, I have a question for you. What is the reason? Because um, you can't claim you're a woman and... Um, sensationalize your sexual your sexual encounters for social sock. It's. I think she's right. Oh, I really thought you was gonna go left on this. Really? What? I'm I gonna send... really thought because I was about to say I just go totally against what you said in previous episodes about if she's a woman, she's a woman. Why must she? Why must she detail? Blah 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 blah. So like, I well, totally agree with TS with this. So I think multiple things could be true right i think so i think you should be able to kind of explore whatever your sexual you know with people but i do think like if you're outing people in a sense of like kind of look at him with the freak you um look at with the person who you call freak basically it it just is that how you view yourself and so it's it's not helping like the narrative not the narrative like say the narrative of like trans women are a woman and so like what actually what, do you, what are you revealing yeah and what are you what do you i guess for me I, but i always wondered the same thing what i think her name was hennessy like mm -hmm. what are you looking to gain like what pissed you off that much that you feel like we need to go on an audi rampage or even with one person mm -hmm. like from what i gathered from that incident the trans woman informed the male once they got to that level i believe mm -hmm. he was pro he was providing her oral that mm -hmm. hey i was born said way as a man so if that individual chose to do that but they're not comfortable in their skin as of yet to come out and state mm -hmm. what they genuinely like then that's on them and in their privacy of how they keep it and move forward you taking the social media to then basically embarrass I'm I'm using the word embarrassment, but I'm using that word that term mm -hmm. lightly, right? To embarrass mm -hmm. him, um, it's not something that he's ready to share with the world yet. So you have made this change as a woman to become a woman in whatever shape, form, or fashion you take it as, and because you've done that, what what are you gaining by doing this with him? Because you've not, I feel like, and you could correct me if I'm not, mm -hmm. within the LGBTQIA plus community, um there's different levels to it so a lot of times when you're messing with someone you know if they're on the dl it's not, not always no not, no, always? not always not prom oh. i promise you not always no some people are real crafty okay i thought y'all like it's, no. it's, it's like, kind of like a discussion even like when y'all be on jack and different things like that like those little like like yes those so i'm yeah. just like that is possible but you have people who are i guess i said it, it goes more deep into people just being secret like some it's, it's actually it's different levels of that necessarily. Some people are, some people are really not. And I can see that too. I remember just a few months ago, um, I was out with some friends and one of the guys that was there was like out here gay. Like I'm, I'm 
I'm a gay man, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then as like, we were sitting down talking and we began to talk more. He was like, no, when I'm home, I'm a whole straight man. Like my family, my friends, no one knows. But when he was in Houston, he just felt so comfortable. He was living his, his true self. Mm. So I could see that, but I also thought that it was something that like, if you're dealing with someone, you're going to be as transparent as possible. Because if you see me on the street... I don't want you to just walk up to me if I'm not out there living that lifestyle. Oh, that, you are so naive on the lifestyle community. <laughs> um, but um, it's, you really have a lot of hope in people. I do. That's a downfall in my world. It, I, I, I am. I'm not even going to lie. It is so shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a pessimistic person. And I actually pick up people who are. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm just like I understand what it's just. I think it's nice. So like I said I think it's more so the intention of how you view people. Some people are like our idea. Well, you can have different conversation, but I say this: some people are right, get into like their DL, and they don't. They don't always tell you. Nobody ever tells you the full truth a lot of the times with those situations. But it's not everybody. It's a lot of out people within the apps and the community and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. But you do have people who are DL who like. I promise you, you they are good. You, you you would not know. You ha you have to like know from previous experience. Be like, oh okay. I get you. I am like super surprised that we agreed on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I say because you know I can't see what you expose. I just mentioned like, what are you exposing that he has sex? Well, within you? that realm, like you know, so let me backtrack. I feel like if you're gonna live it, live in it, and if you're gonna be 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 honest with who you're with, that part I I don't disagree with. I disagree no. with you on. If you choose to go ahead and become a trans woman, I believe that you owe the person that you're with, or you're going to engage in a sexual encounter with the truth. And I know with you, you feel opposite of that, meaning that if they are a trans woman and that's what they identify as, you ain't even got to tell that person you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I am totally on the opposite end of that spectrum. But once y'all do y'all doing, y'all said what y'all said within private, the whole world ain't got to know. And that's that's where I stand with that. I don't think nobody should have to really know about anybody's sexual experiences. But why not? It's not necessary. If you want to, it's just like, hmm. I don't think it's a big deal. I want to know if a man that I'm dealing with um, has been with another man. Absolutely. Um, I would like to know if... Why? What, 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 what justice would it do? I would like to know so that I can make a decision if I want to deal with you or what not. Is, which so what, for me so, would so be how no. how is that going to change his character? I have an issue... And this is this is mine. I'm not I'm not mm -hmm. here for the debate upon it with you. I'm just but interested. I don't be, I'm not just interested. <laughs> I don't want to be with a man and have to wonder. So it's not even a wonder. I know you're gonna say, "Oh, low self esteem and all this great jazz," but I don't want to have to be competing with a man and a woman, right? And not that it's a competition, but I don't want to be at a restaurant and you a man, a man that I'm with. A fat ass walk by. I'm not surprised if you do you, you a little slight glance. But then I don't want to have to worry about the man that's walking by this buff that I'm going to glance at while we at the dinner table too. And I look at him and be like, damn, he look nice in my head. And got to wonder, are you saying the same thing? That's not comfortable. I don't understand that. I don't like it. And then I have to wonder, like, 
I, I feel with that, like, are you going to one day determine which one you really want and it's going to be the opposite? I would be dead hurt if you left me for a man. I know it all sounds crazy, and this is the it way it works in my head, but it doesn't I... make me comfortable. I'd rather, if you like women, you like women, and that's what we're going to stick with. But I don't want to have to be in a world where I have to, in my world of who I deal with, and have to wonder, guess, or be like, damn, we used to mess with dudes. Did, did that feeling go away? Likely not. <clears throat> Are you suppressing it? <laughs> I don't want to be your suppression. I don't want to be your beer. I don't want to be your cover-up. We good. No, there's this thing called like pansexuals and bisexual people i think bisexual people and this is just my mind and i hope i don't offend nobody but i always thought that that was greedy right (laughs) (laughs) i've said it since i was a kid because i learned what bisexual is why you gotta be greedy just choose one why you i'm not gonna play that game with you why you mad they don't want to make a choice (laughs) that's good for you i'm happy that you chose that for your life but when i look at them i say chooses that for their life so so it was not just not love people because you have a limit Lord, no, it, uh, no, 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 because <laughs> I remember, um, I remember when I told my dad first, I was like, "Oh, girl," he he asked me if I was like, "Hey, bisexual," and I was like, "I'm bisexual." He was like, "That's greedy." See, he understood, it's just, and it's always be like made me like feel funny. I was like, "Is it is possible to like an orange and an apple at the same time?" I just don't see just because you don't like the orange, I don't mean everybody. Because you want to put oranges and apples together, do you ever see them in a bowl together? Yes. I've never seen an orange and an apple and a fruit salad together that I could think of. Oh, I'm sorry, that you must not eat fruit. I be throwing a whole bunch of shit in my mouth. I ain't never crave. Salad. I ain't never crave an orange and an apple at the same time. Why not? One is citrusy. You have And one is bittersweet. You haven't though. Let's get that clear. You haven't. And that's why if you have, you're greedy. You're greedy because you only like one flavor because you're restrictive of yourself. I'm not restrictive. It's not what I desire. And to whom, whatever you desire, um, that's good for you. Okay, it sounds like what the fact you're greedy. Is you greedy? You, and I, I still stick on you, my guns that I don't want to be. Was, I was loving more people greedy. I just don't. You can love them. You ain't got to have sexual desires towards them and be my man. But as you do, girl, they actually, and that's, that's, that's why I people. said, and I was clear at the beginning, that's it's about right. for me. So that's, that's why I don't want to be with a man. Me, a you whole walking me. in the mall, and I got to look at the man and the woman and worry about which one caught your eye. Lord, okay. <laughs> that's just me. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, my, okay, let's, let's be like this, right? Because I've talked to my homegirls and we, we all do it. And I I like I, I feel like anybody that you're with uh-huh. um, in a gay relationship, whatever, LGBTQIA, heterosexual relationship, when you watching TV, you may see something and be like, oh, that person looks really nice. Or um, you may, I know friends that I call they do and they'll be like, oh, this is a girl you like. Look at her. Look what she got on. Look at her ass. Look at this. Look at that. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I'll see my man. I'll be like, what you think of that? Just asking and inquiring because I know that you may like something like that. I may not be, or I may be what you like. Of course, I'm not saying that's not the case, but it doesn't mean that you don't have eyes to see. And that's all I'm saying. So if we watch a TV, somebody walk by, and we mention something, he may not do it for a man, but I'd be like, oh, look at that girl. Like, I'm expecting you to look. It's not a a thing for you not, but I don't want us to be sitting next to each other. I'm like, oh, he's a nice looking man. And he'd be like, yeah, he look real good. 
that's not gonna make me comfortable <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, heard, I hope I broke that down in the best way I could. You, you, but you that, that's not comfortable. Uh-uh. Okay. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> that was interesting. That's like most women um are fan fave over more chestnut. A lot of men are fan fave over I'ma throw out Nia Long. Mm-hmm. Nia Long is fine. I don't want to be next to my man. He's fan faving over both. I'm just saying. Some people like that's all I'm saying. Honestly, I'm not. I'm, and that is your truth. That was the best way of putting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I ain't mad at it though. So that's that's. You know, I got to me. I I don't want. I can. If it makes you feel comfortable, hey. Mm. Anyway. So, you know, you said also this, like, okay, so we go skip a topic and then we'll go back to the other one. Okay, it's okay. going to tie. But this millennium and, like, these club clothes you talk about. So, Valley, would you like to explain at least, like, what's, how your feelings on, like, how we used to dress in the clubs back in the day? So, on social media this past week, there was, like, this post that came out that said... Millennials really were in the club doing a Dougie and swag surfing in office clothes. That's so crazy. Y'all wasn't hot. And <laughs> I said, what's a Bernard? And I'm like, I feel offended. No, it was hot as shit. But we was fresh. Lies. So, okay, let's you, take it back. We, didn't, we did not have a work-life balance. And we didn't because we could go ahead at 5 o'clock um, iguanas. And, and mm-hmm. vibe it out. And then we may go home and change it up. But it still was going to be, you know, a nice little business cash. I call, put together. Mm-mm. Cute little one, two. I call that style the season of oppression. Well, I miss it. I, I love seeing men and they love button-ups. And, and they want to throw on jeans with the little dress shoes or even some slack. I like that. Like, to this day, I still like the way we dressed in the, what, 2010, 2007 mm-hmm. to 2000 and maybe 14 era. Thought it was cute. Yeah. So I'm like, I think depending on the setting and club, it's cute. It, it is. And, and, you, and you, really, you that's when like that's when it came out to be like, oh, you want to go to happy hour? And sometimes happy hour may trickle into maybe a little nighttime hmm. vibe. But you was so already dressed and kind of ready. Yeah, but it don't still take take away the fact that it was no work life balance clothes. But what it did teach us is that millennials know how to go to job interviews and know how to dress for different occasions. That's true. You got to think about it, right? Let's go back to that time. Our daily streetwear, let me do for men with streetwear, uh-huh. was a faux XT. Um, we was past the Martha's Francis Chipotle area, but maybe some baggy jeans and some kicks. Uh-huh. So the fact that you knew how to switch it up when you went somewhere, looked like you had, like you had a difference between your play clothes and your going out clothes, even if it looked like your work clothes, to me it was nice. I ain't mad at it. It was good. But I say he still like he was going to work, but you know. Yeah, when they throw a little I still think it's cute today because these girls still be throwing on blazers with they little outfits. It may not be the like that or like the like the long, long blazer with some like cute um heels. Mm Mm-hmm. So we still kinda do it. The only thing we don't do is like you know the little pullover um sweater that the uh-huh. men used to wear with no sleeves. You don't see that too much no more with the uh-huh. little um button up up under it. Uh-huh. I thought that was so cute, but you don't see that too much anymore. I don't. I don't had. I don't had a few outfits like that. Lord. It was cute. 
You can't hate on us. I can't stand them outfits now. You cannot hate on us your whole life. We was doing something. Love it. So, so um, since you brought that up, that actually goes to the next one. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, speaking of jobs, so there was another post that we seen um, where this girl was literally on like a, a team or a Zoom call for work. Uh-huh. And sis just straight up quit. Like somebody said something about somebody's no longer here. And she was like, yeah, speaking of that, um, I'm going to just go ahead and make this my last day. <laughs> um, what was I your thoughts it. on that? She did it with a smile too. She is. I want to tell you the first. My first thought was like, she is so nice for letting them know. Like that. That is. That is just like so sweet. And she said it with a big smile on her face. She kept smiling through the. Yeah, I'm. I'm not for the beer anymore. Mm-mm. Like I would hit it with a click. If it was a doubt, someone would have heard it. But she was just like, yeah, um, I'm serious. It was like, no, Tia, no. She was like, yeah, um, this, this is it. It's fine. I guess some people forget about like just quitting because like now I'm grown. I have to, you know, I, I I quit as an adult. No, I, well, I, I give a good notification, right? Mm-hmm. But back in the day, I just want to show up to work. I don't even got. I'm no, I'm not answering my phone. So, what was I, your most memorable job quitting story? Break it down for us. Who was you working for? We ain't gonna talk. We ain't gonna say. How old were you? We not gonna talk about that part. Let's just say um, I was working at a restaurant, and I was happened to be on my day off. Um, me and another friend um, was there. And friend, this is too recent. <laughs> no, no, it's. It's yes, it was. It was too re- I, I was living here, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you were. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, re- I was already moving to a new job, and I just had like two weeks left, so I was just going to just work the, my that current job out. I just happened to be off that day for like a week. Mm-hmm. Well, I was already quitting, so I already put my two, I already told the girl, like, uh, I was asked when I was like, I started to get better. I was like, this is my two weeks, girl. Bye. Mm-hmm. I happened to be on my day off and cuss out one of the customers. I told, I told her, um, fuck them, fuck their kids. Um, I'm not, I don't know. And then. How did you get into an argument with a customer while you were um, not there, not, well, there, but not on clock? They were being rude. You were there as a customer, right? I was there as a customer. That's how rude they were being in the restaurant itself. I don't usually say nothing. And so what happened was her badass kids was running around literally hitting each, everybody's chairs with a little uh, mall cart. I was the mall cart in the restaurant. But go ahead. <laughs> Blocking every way. She fussing at like the waiter. She's fussing at the bartender. And it's just like unreached. She's like making these... She's being like like an extreme asshole as her as basically her kids like running around. One of her kids almost touched like the little um tortilla like um warmer thing. It would probably give him like a third degree burn or like a no a second degree burn with blisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the bartender ended up like touching him, was like, Hey man, like and he grabbed him in time. He I'm sitting and watching this. He grabbed mm-hmm. him in time. 
all she says is, don't touch my fucking kid. I'm going to call to your manager. And then she's like, starts going off. And then so I had a few words with her. And I told her, fuck you, fuck it. You're the badass kid. Just walk around this restaurant because you're doing a goddamn most bitch. Or you look like a stupid ass bitch. Say something to the, uh, to the person I was with, too. But. So I wasn't. Um, needless to say, I was not um, scheduled for the rest of the week like I was previously. So, I still quit though because I put I I I did it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It's really it's really rare that I would like lose my composure and stuff. She's been she's they were, that customer's been an asshole. I feel you. I've only done a waitressing once, but it was it was very interesting to do it in the Aventura area. Um. What's your memory? I have two, and they both tend to be around holidays. Well, on holidays. Now you say you're taking your Christmas break. Um, <laughs> and I think I, I'm. I'm gonna say would I say it's a firing or a quit? It's a little bit of both because I knew what the outcome was gonna be. So my first <laughs> job was athlete's foot. Uh, I worked there from eleventh grade um, till I went to college, and then when I would come home. Mm-hmm. On breaks, I would still work for them. So, like, summer break, Christmas break, etc. This break was winter break. Um, So, like, I came home, and we had, like, two to three weeks for winter break. I feel like it was three. Mm-hmm. Came home, started working immediately, worked through Christmas. Um, I did the Eve and all of that. <clears throat> worked New Year's Eve, but I was scheduled to come in all day New Year's Day, which was not really all day. It was a 12 to 6. Uh-huh. But um, I wasn't 21 yet. I had to be like 19, 18, 19. Um, and my aunt was like, we able to get you in this club on South Beach. Come with us. Come hang out with us. Needless to say, at the time of my <laughs> life. Worth it. Oh, my goodness. I was struggling to like try to even like get up to put on clothes to go to work. And I was at my auntie apartment at the time. And I called in, but you know, calling in for me was like maybe 30 minutes before shift. And on Sundays <laughs> at that particular location, it was only me and the manager. It wasn't oh. no other workers. So, oh, so you, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in my mind, I'm like, I really don't care, but whatever. Um, the I, I told the manager who me and him had been cool because he had been my manager since I was in 11th grade. Um, he had to, of course, tell the owner, which is this mm-hmm. black guy. Um, and he was like, yeah, let her go. So when he called me back, cause I already knew the, the owner was like, he was unreasonable at times with a lot of different things. So when he called me back and I was like, you letting me go? He was like, yo, it's time I quit. I want to come back. No way. It was my, it was my last <laughs> day of working. <laughs> and then the other time was my birthday. Um, I think it was my 22nd birthday. I was working for this nonprofit company. It was a husband and wife. And they had a lot of shady stuff going on, but long story short, one of them days and my auntie, this is everything is surrounding around my auntie. That's why I don't listen to her about jobs. She was like, You don't wanna go, don't go. Tell them you quit. Lord. I had these people keys and everything into their buildings and stuff. So I called them, I said, Yeah, it's my birthday. I'm not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and here go my auntie in the background. Yeah. And you know what auntie this is, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I, after that, I don't listen to her. So um, they was like, We got to bring us our keys today. 
<laughs> she was like, all right, I got you. She took me right up there and I just politely walked them over their keys. And I ended up helping them folks again. <laughs> Lord, yeah, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Religion, I'm, I'm happy I was able to have those moments, though, because I can't do it in my 30s. I could, but I got like real life feel. Exactly. <laughs> this mortgage ain't going to pay it, though. <laughs> So I'd be one of them like maybe I can start the OnlyFans and just show my feet. I really I, I went on Feet Finder to really see, you know, if I could <laughs> I, I had no face, no case. Uh if I could really like try to make some things happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even sure of my face. <laughs> and then you know, people nasty. So like what you gonna want me to run my feet through? I, I just don't know. As long as they ain't <laughs> look, as long as they ain't poop, I feel like I can just. And I feel like that's probably the the big payers. That's probably they what nah, they want I'm you good. to do. Mm, I don't think I'm that desperate. Mm-mm. The big money spenders. What you Mm-mm. want me to run my feet through? I can smoke some bananas. Hmm. What they call know. it? Um, is it is it grape grape smashing or something you could do? Yeah, I could do grape smashing. Mm, it made me feel like I'm um, and I love Lucy. Hmm. <laughs> Lord, we all we will take a quick break and it will be right back. Go ahead and fill your cups and we'll catch you in a moment. Hey y'all, welcome back. Hope you got your drinks together and everything. We took a little break, you know, to come back and chat with us. Or listen, basically. We hope one day y'all will chat, like actually, you know, send yes. back some feedback. For those who have, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And we're incorporating it. We just know we're going to do it pretty soon. <laughs> and so I really, I do like this article. You had sent me about um, pleasure mapping. Mm-hmm. And so the article basically goes over everybody that like having somebody basically map out your body and raw your like your zones, your like erotic zones are and it turns you on and everything throughout your body so like being vulnerable with your body to tell somebody how and when to touch your body and not basically those natures okay. and there was a woman who was on a <clears throat> podcast i believe like a visual podcast mm-hmm. um we can make sure you put the link down because she explains it a lot better than me but yeah yeah she goes on about how like pretty much we know how to please ourselves um, but at times we're in relationships and we don't translate that over to our significant others. Um, and she goes on with basically being very clear and visual mm. of um, basically describing how for her, what she does is like, she'll watch her partner. She'll let her partner watch her please herself so that mm. they can begin to learn how she likes her body please but then in return she also um would like her partner to do the same but also she begins like from the head going down to the bottom to really learn what turns them on mm-hmm. what form of sucking kissing licking actually entices their body um and as she was it was funny because as she was given the visuals of a difference between a kiss a kiss and a suck and like mm-hmm. a lick um, when she did it, the men's faces, because the cameras kind of went around, and their facial expressions was like, "Yeah, you're right." My takeaway from it though was, <clears throat> I think we as humans do it, um, is it sub- subconsciously, nice. um, but then don't 
use it in the conscious effort to apply it, if that makes sense. Because um, I can remember, uh, I can remember going back to being a teenager. I'm about to say a kid, teenager. Uh-huh. And like, the question was, where your spot at? Where your spot at? And then as you get older, people tend to still kind of be like, well, well what, what's like your turn on spot on your body? And you kind of go from there. And I, I think people, I think, gather the information, like I said, subconsciously, but don't uh-huh. sometimes always applicate it when it's time, which is why sex should be such a, not a physical thing, but also a conversation. Yeah, it takes a more like, I guess a vulnerable concept in a sense of just like inviting somebody into your into your body on like on a conscious level and so it's just like I said I can't expect somebody to know everything I like doing subconsciously and so if it takes me to kind of remind that person or like hey show this the where I always like one worst case scenario about like getting to know somebody in the realm of pleasure mapping is worst case scenario, you guys still you know, end up having sex. So I feel like that's just the best thing, kind of somebody to learn your body, learn what you know, um, what you like and what you do. But I think it also requires people to be more open. I don't think it's just that too, though. Because I think that is a part of it, but people have to be like open. They have to be like okay with their sexuality to kind of try those things, sort of masculinity or femininity, however it may go. People are freaking than you think they are. And communicate. I think people sometimes have sex but don't communicate. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you'll hear dudes be like, Oh, I broke up back in and then she's telling her friends it was horrible. I faked, I moaned and girl, I just kinda moved on because I was she... planning my day for the next day. Exactly. Or like I think I read something or heard something recently this week where a girl asked, it's a guy that I follow, he's called the whole phase man, um, and he basically said, some girl you wrote a message to him. somebody and, like that. Huh? You would follow somebody like that. that I probably would, huh? <laughs> Anyways, um, she said, she was, she was questioning herself because she kept, she said, her and the dude have a great relationship, great rapport, but he always mm-hmm. falls asleep while they're having sex. But my question is, if, first of all, if you fall asleep on me while we having sex, I don't understand what we're going to do after that. That's going to turn me off. I've already turned you off if you went to sleep, right? That's so I don't even right think, I don't even want to come back and perform again True. because my feelings going to be hurt. <laughs> but then <laughs> to know that this has happened to her on multiple occasions and she keeps trying is, is a little bit bothersome to me because where's the communication? Listen, but how, but... <sighs> No unfortunate part, unfortunate part, like a lot of dudes, they try to um, be like, oh yeah, we, we can do it, we can try this and this and that. So maybe mm-hmm. she just haven't met somebody who's like actually taking the time and not just having, trying to have sex with her. So I would imagine at this point, she, you know, she's a good looking girl, she have sex and you no, know, she, she tries, but if she don't know what to do, then, you know, that's, I think this is when I said pleasure mapping is good for you and your partner because you get to be consistent with somebody who's, who can actually please you. And so you're showing them all of your spots and all that stuff. True. But to get to pleasure mapping with a person is a, con, is a conscious moment of having an open conversation about sex. I don't know how it is in the gay world mm-hmm. um, or, no, or no, any no. part of the LGBTQIA, it's, but normally it's, it's no, sex, sex is, is sex. When I say pleasure zones, I get you, but can you really? I think you're more of an intentional person, so I don't know Mm. 
I don't know how that translates over into sex for you. What I'm saying is that my experiences with just life and even hearing other people, it's not a, it's very few people that I've heard that can tell me like, hey, like we really sat down and talked about this. Like I, I, I'm True. communicating my mm -hmm. needs for my body, my wants for my body. And uh we're communicating over here. Even men to feel, I don't find so many men that are even comfortable with knowing that there are devices that can be used to stimulate your prostate. Yeah. And that men have some of the best orgasms off of it, but a lot of men will not find comfort in even having the conversation because when you see the device, it automatically looks like a dildo and you questioning your masculinity, right? But, but are you willing to have the conversation? But are you that's willing to also like men and women, like men, women, everybody, like everybody, everyone in intersex, mm -hmm. basically. That's what everybody, though. It's just like, are you willing to kind of like be vulnerable enough to be like, this is what I like? But I think it's not even about that because they have to be vulnerable with that. But not too many girls are also willing to be with like, um, with men who want to, you know, massage their prostate. Even though we understand like sex is sex and, and sex is sex and sexuality are two different things. Mm -hmm. Sex that he's like these things, but he, you know, either he wants you to do them or he won't, you know, he could do it himself. Yeah, but, um, but, and I was using that as like one example, but even like, even for a woman, like, if you do the research, a lot of women do not come off of penetration at all. Um, so like, but then, so, so many men but then these men would be like, Oh, I had a coming back and forth, this and that, that and this. Is that really what happened? Where's your communication? Because I don't believe it is like statistically, it's not. <laughs> I don't know if you know, if you know what he's doing. I'm not saying that it's it's not, but I, what I am saying is I just wonder because I'm not in everybody's bedroom conversations. Uh -huh. How much? Like I feel like if you was to poll it, how much conversation is coming around the sex and not just the action ensuing? Because mm. I, I never really hear that. I hear, oh, we went out. Oh, we went back to the house. Oh, we bang bang get it, and that would be the the consensus of the story. Not. I really got to learn my girl and like, you know, she likes this and she likes that. Or we sat around and we actually had an open forum. I've, I've heard one story that I heard and I have a friend and she basically was like, we sat here and we, we went to the store. We picked out toys that we wanted to use. We watched videos. We did this. I feel like that's, that's pretty cool. Like that's, that's, that's uh -huh. really exploring. And it doesn't have to be just with toys, but like, after you do something, or after you've had a, a magical moment, that magical night, do y'all sit back down and, you know, like the football players do after the game, and they go back and they look at the footage? Do y'all go back and, like, really discuss? Well, we could have probably did. And I ain't saying every time. Uh -huh. But until you really get the rhythm and the flow to knowing that this is what it is. Because not out of time when you first jumping in, it ain't, it ain't what, it's, what it's supposed to give. No. Unless you feeding off of, I was just really, really wanting it, right? No, it is. I don't know. I could be wrong. That's just my thought. No, I'm not. I'm, I promise. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I do understand it because I think to me the most romantic thing is to kind of like somebody to learn your body. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I, it's something you kind of have to do. You know, and you wonder why, like, they, I think other people get their sexual needs fulfilled outside of relationships. Now, that, 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 you know, because either you're not being truthful, you're not being truthful with your partner about what you feel and what you like and how you want certain things. And there are people out there, like I said, like some guys who like to get like peg, 
you know, a lot of women, not, they don't like doing it. They, they look at they view it as they view it. Mm-hmm. But there are women who are want are um who are more willing to do it without a problem. And so it's more just finding that community of people you can actually kind of like do it. because I feel like just I said pleasure mapping to me. I get I always I think the slow the slower the better. I get you. Have you ever pleasure mapped with someone indirectly or directly? Um yes. Good I like you. it. They liked it. Gotcha. Yeah. I always feel like it's no, it's it's more stuff about the intentions of of pleasuring the person. Like you do. And making sure you're meeting those um Exactly. I hate to call it sex a need, but yeah, like making sure you're meeting those those bodily needs. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really important. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. So I'm I'm gonna throw one out there to you, right? Okay. Um, seeing this on somebody's social media, right? Um, would you rather mm-hmm. be ten years younger than what you are today, with no memory of the past, or would you rather be seven years older and one million richer? You want left or right? If I had to pick, I would feel like I would have to. Why would I want to go back 10 years to look 10 years younger, but I won't remember shit? So, like, what what would be the point of that? I'm, I'm going to still make the same decisions. Not necessarily. But. What? Mm-mm. I'm going to have to do that. Because <laughs> I guess I can Because you have no memory. Like, do I know I've been back 10 years? That's a good question. So, I get, I get say, so I'm, I'm going to make it a little bit deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Say you went back 10 years with no memory of the past, but you were told you went back 10 years. Mm-hmm. Then I, I will probably choose that one then. Hold on, hold on, Betty Ed. Could I, um, could I leave myself a note? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you know, honestly, I no. Don't I, make the rules. No, okay. Honestly, if you could I, leave your I, note, if you leave a note, what the note would say? Honestly, no. Mm, I'm gonna have to go with seven years, even though I'm, I, I, I rather take away from my life. Some, even with seven years ahead, I'm thinking of um. See, am I being just like fast forward, or am I just gonna be like? Now I'm 38. I'm gonna be 38 with a million dollars, a million richer than where you are now. A million richer than where you are at this very moment. I do too much homework to lose my process and my degree right now. And so, I'm going to need to understand, do I automatically kind of like finish my school? I'm on like autopilot? That's the case, I I do do, um, $7 million richer. Seven years, $1 million richer? Yeah. I'm going to do the opposite. Take me back 10 years and you could drop all memory. Or make it do what it do. Just go, just have. I guess I would have to repeat my steps. If I'm able to repeat my steps for the past 10 years while I'm not 100% happy totally with with the past 10 years, like there's a lot of more things I could have done financially to set myself up a lot better. That's where the disappointment comes at. Um, I would hope that with losing the memory and going back, I'd move a little different, but there's no promises, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would rather take the 10 years and see what I could do again. Really? Then going seven years older and being one million richer. I guess when I think it, I guess because what I do enjoy my life and the people I've met and like everything. So to take away 10 years and to possibly change it, I'd rather just keep going forward. It's okay. Bro, 10 years would give me back about two to three grandparents compared to the none I have right now. Um, make my mama 10 years younger, my daddy 10 years younger. Um, it would also add to me possibly but you don't being have back no memory in Florida, though. huh? You don't have no memory, like I said, like I would still I, get, I would still get that time with them again. <laughs> I repeat it, I run it back. <laughs> I don't care, I repeat it, I run it back. Have a lot of days, <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I don't know, I would just like to. I don't, I, I'm not a person that really live in the past or would I take the past back for a little bit. Mm. I don't feel like my life has been so horrid that I wouldn't take back 10 years and go back and do it all over again, right? Um, and hope for a better outcome of certain actions that I may have done within those 10 years that I can redo differently. Um, maybe even listen to some wise words. Um, but I wouldn't mind that. I feel like if I was to go seven years ahead and, and a million richer from where I am right now, I don't feel like a million dollars will hold the weight that it holds right now. It doesn't hold the weight that it held shit, five, six years ago, even a year ago. Um, so oh, being a million richer would, would be what for me at, um, what, shoot. And also that put me in my forties. Pause. Take me back to my twenties, man. I'll take them any day. Twenties was lit. $7 million rich and you tell me I get maybe when I tell you you keep saying 7 million I said oh, yeah, I mean, 1, um, one million, million like, like, 1 million 7 one million. I'm gonna just buy a house outside the country it's gonna be great it's just gonna be awesome it would be if you would take that million and go and just say screw it I'm leaving the US yeah, that would be my plan We'll see how seven when years. When you move out of the country, Bernard, just just save me a little space so I can come and get my feet wet and get prepared for for the move. All right. No problem. We be shooting podcasts from what? Um, shit. I, I don't know. Seven. Huh? Well, throw out a location. What Italy? Okay, fine. How my girl Rachel doing? I see she's doing good. I gotta um actually call her. Is she gonna make it back by Friendsgiving? Um, I don't know. I have to actually I'm actually call her next to that part. Throw my tears out. Oh, I can't. I'm have to go see it though. I have to plan for it. <laughs> Lord, so we get to the point of the podcast where we have a segment called "Agree to Disagree." Mm-hmm. And this one is interesting. Um. We are talking about, I guess, compromising and like, um, and settling. And so the question is, are there enough good black men to settle with, or will women have to compromise or settle, or adjust their standards? Standards. And. What is compromise? So explain to the people what is your definition of compromise, Bernard. Okay. My definition of compromise is the level of negotiation you have with your happiness. The what? The level of like you're negotiating your happiness. But if you're compromising, both people are negotiating their happiness. 
taste. And a, so the definition, first off of the dictionary says, Oxford, mm-hmm. an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. You're still negotiating your happiness. Yes, but when you choose to be with someone, you're going to have to compromise. No one comes in a ready-made package that's going to meet everything that you want in their thought process and their looks and their actions, feelings, and etc. So mm-hmm. to be with someone is to compromise. Example, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to use mine. There will be some compromising if me and the person that I'm with right now decide to merge our lives together. We both live in separate residences. So somebody will have to make a decision, right? Or, mm-hmm. or would you just say, stay where you at? <laughs> and it doesn't mean that the compromise will leave one more unhappy than the other. So I, I, I try to understand you with that. Within the topic itself, um, <laughs> for me, I do not think that there are enough um good black men for women to settle with without having to compromise when you do when you statistically break down them numbers it's not when you factor out gay lgbtqia mm-hmm. and all that in jail um just straight bs as a parent as a, as a person not a parent what he said, it was like, what you got like, left on the table? Like 80% of men are not ready. It's like 80% of men are usually not ready. Mm-hmm. So and they're then, not ready. The ones that fall on the LGBTQIA+, the ones that are in jail, just them three. Mm-hmm. Forget every, let's not talk about the ones who are not even, like, when you say not ready, that's financial and all of that. So they're not let's ready just mentally, take those, they're not ready, they ain't shit. Let's take those three categories. Mm-hmm. And put a hundred men. How many out of those gonna walk out of if if two if three three fifths of them are ineligible? You only got what forty mm-hmm. percent? And with that forty percent, what's wrong over there? You gonna compromise something? The fact that you it's other ways to love yourself. Be alone. Be a shanty and live your best life. Be Ashanti and be my best life. Ashanti, I I, I like Ashanti. See, there they said she's back dating Nelly. Um, I'm happy for her. Even though Nelly somehow got some issues, but I'm happy for her. No, I want to say I think he cheats like a regular. Like I would say that any celebrity I've heard, I'm not. I'm pretty sure he does his like dirt, right? Mm-hmm. But he usually stays in pretty like I guess long relationships. But as far as I guess my I could be wrong, so y'all can correct me. But I don't think I don't recall him really being like too short to between him and Shanti. And the girl I thought Shanti is with a for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. Anything that you hear about that makes the media, he he sticks in it for a while. So that part, um. Yeah. Hmm. I. People have different wants in life. I I feel like I understand that some things that you like will cause you to you know lim- have your choices limited so are you not willing to compromise anything within a relationship um it really depends what it is i know there's some things that are just for me that is i'm actually not compromising like us getting married without a prenup is, is an automatic like we, we would not i we could be like oprah and um stedman i ain't signing no prenup but okay 
Mm-hmm. That's great for you. <laughs> I, it, like that's like an unnegotiable. Um, I'm really big on traveling. My goal right now in my life is um is to be able to work remotely um as a you know therapist and all that other stuff, and so I can go stay in random countries when I feel like it. Okay. And um, I don't want to hear about not being okay with doing such things. I don't know what to tell you. What I could tell you is I can't wait till you find somebody that you really want to be with and then listen to the compromises that you will likely come and discuss. Um, well, I, well, I do think that there are some non-negotiables in life mm-hmm. and I think that anyone, right, should have non-negotiables. Um, I think when you decide you get to that point in life where you want to incorporate another person within your life on that level, there will be compromise. And I think after you you get to a certain age, to go back to the topic in and of itself, Uh after you get to a certain age, it's almost, I'm going to give it a, for women, a 90% um, chance that you're going to compromise. Once you get my age, you're 35, you haven't settled down, you haven't had no kids. I'm sorry, you're probably going to compromise. And if it's not a compromise, then you're likely going to settle. I am not saying 100% of that number is the case, but I am saying that what you what, what you had in your little pretty little black book that you wanted, when you go back and look at it and compare it to what you end up with, mm-hmm. you've made some compromises, settlements, or changes. But plenty of people don't settle, though. And so That's why I said compromise and settle because settle is a is a is a different thing. I think that when you and I'm specifically talking about women because there's a lot of weight that comes into the world when you're when you once you reach thirty. A lot of women have these things in their head where you know I want to be married by this age, have uh-huh. a baby by this age, blah blah blah. Once thirty hit, it becomes a real reality that that clock is ticking. Men don't fall on that same clock at all. So our bodies cannot, well, not cannot, but we become high risk um, for pregnancies. I'm geriatric at this point. I, I made it to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, so like once you get there, like you're higher risk for pregnancies. Um, then on top of that, like, do you really want to be an old parent? Men so more so are, I think, a little bit more lax with that. If it happens, it happens. It don't, it don't. At that point, Before, they, at that point, they dick um start breaking too much, and they need Viagra, and they don't got it. They don't got the energy they used to have anymore. But I've seen some old parents, some old dads. Sure. So, and I've seen old old mothers too. But all I'm saying is that for a woman, it's a it's a real big mental thing that we go through. Um, and I'm not saying all women either, because all women don't want it. Uh-huh. But for the ones that do, the amount of women that we have in this earth, the amount of black women that we have, compared to the amount of black men, when you really look at the numbers and put them on paper, there's no way that someone cannot tell me that there's enough uh-huh. to satisfy the need of all the black women that are looking. And that's factoring in, too. The black women that are not ready and and or don't want it, the uh-huh. LGBTQIA black women, and then what will be the, the ones that are in jail? Yeah. So it's it's, it's still the same factors that exist. So there's more women in this world than there are men. So there's uh-huh. more black women than there are black men. And then the top that we have to drop off a great percentage of our men in those three categories, uh-huh. and you still have a great percentage of your women over here. Yeah. Then you have what should be a whole separate category. 
I'm an IND, PEND, and T woman. So they a whole category by themselves that then still want to settle down with men. Are you? No, I was with you until you <laughs> made the reference. To, I knew I lost you. And so I was like, are you, are you saying, are they competing at the end? Is it like a race? It's so. It's this thing, and I, I've Wouldn't heard. Wouldn't it be several, another category with the people that's not available then? See, I wouldn't say that because you still hear those same women saying they want a man, but I, you hear on the opposing end that a lot of men are like masculine. <laughs> well, not masculine men. A lot of men who consider themselves men don't want to be in a masculine masculine relationship. Yes, you could be great at everything you do for work. You can make money and all of this, but you're not going to bark at me. I am still the man in the household. And it's not a... Oh, I hate that old oppressive stuff. It's not to be oppressive, but women... Okay. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If you want a man, you have to appeal to it, right? And a lot of that and how a lot of us as women come out sometimes, it's not appealing. No, that is called not also learning your spectrum. I understand that nobody is entirely just one thing. So you're not just entirely like feminine or like masculine. And sometimes That's I think true. You, people display traits versus like men, women, and everybody. And so I think a lot of people kind of get into them standards of like, don't be talking back to me. And it's probably because you don't want to be held accountable for your bullshit. And see, that's not the thing I'm talking about. I'm not talking about talking back to. I'm not talking about where what I say goes. I'm talking about those women who come off very aggressive to their mm-hmm. men that they 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 want a man but then you want to be the hyper aggressive one you want but a man to play a, a like man's that. role in certain things mm-hmm. but then yet you're being super aggressive with him so it, it does require some docileness it does require some femininity a man wants to be with a woman because she's feminine a man a woman wants to be most times with a man because he's masculine mm-hmm. i am not saying that it's this case in all cases but the majority saying. is what i'm saying so you, you have to be realistic about the reality what you want though I said, you're right okay so i'm saying you're completely right then so you have to be very careful of like or understanding what you really want because if you want certain things, then those are the things that appeal to those type of people. And sometimes you don't fit the category, or you do fit the category of those people. True. And so, you, you know, this is also about... I think it's like, in total far as like, just in general, though, like in settling and like, um, versus like, or just... It's weird. Because like, why compromise on i feel like you are two people or we're not building a world necessarily we are sharing each other's world and so my understanding so when i think about karma i'm not no we're not compromising because you should you should go after what you want i think so for the far as like the biology of like clock yeah somebody if that's really important to you but are you gonna like in true are you gonna be happy I feel like people end up in like a lot of unhappy relationships because it, it's more convenient or you become somebody's placeholder if you're not like uh if they don't get well, i'm not saying you're going to always get what you want so i do understand that part mm-hmm. i do want to you know that that is reality um but i do think that people should be i think if people it just goes into a bigger conversation about how people should be more open with what they want 
but being open with what you want, I think. So I think people are open with what they want, but I think that sometimes, at some point in time, you have to have a humbling conversation with yourself. Of is that told? Or is it unrealistic based upon what we have? It goes back to example when I was buying so my I house, settle, right? No, no, so no, no, let I me give you Let me no, no, let me give you an example. When I was buying, and I know it's a crazy example. When I was buying my house, the realtor said, "Write down a list." of your negotiables and your non-negotiables. When I hear women, especially like uh, in my 20s, going into my 30s, it was a list of, I want this, 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 and this, and this, and this. There was no negotiations. But then sometimes when you look at what was settled with, it don't look like the list of what you did, this, 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 and this, and this. And... It, it's a part of life. You have, you have, you. I think for women, we come with this, this fairy tale of we want what we want. But then when we're faced with reality, we really look at negotiables and non negotiables. Compromise, i.e. Um, yeah, that's it. I understand what you're saying, though. I do think women are forced to compromise with a lot of. Oh situations. my God, they're forced to compromise. Poor ladies. They are. For well, us. but I'm saying, but I'm saying, in general, I think people are they force themselves, so some say, um, into like being compromised because I said, I do think the more the rules you have on what you want, it does place a limit on who you are going to be with. But absolutely. I don't think it's far-fetched, though, to tell somebody, like, cause to me, it's still, I'm still settling less than for what I know somebody would want, what, what, like, what that person would want. And so, certain shit, you just not, you just, if what you don't want at 20 versus 30 down to 10 could be a product of, like, maturity, growth, and everything. Absolutely. But, I also understand, like, some shit is still just, like, I understand why my lips were that long back, and I just... Some shit is still it. Should somebody wait until people grow, or should like should they basically settle less for their happiness? Because essentially, it, it's just a problem. I understand people come with problems, but you have other relationships in your life that doesn't encounter problems, especially when you first meet them on that level. Um, you just you're just having people who actually be truthful and with real, so they won't have to compromise. They can probably get so to compromising should never be settling less for your happiness, right? But a lot of people do. But that's what compromising. That and I guess. compromising is not that settling is taking less for your happiness but compromising you are taking in a sense less for your happiness because you're you're just adjusting it if you have to adjust if you adjust i mean at one the baseline is still you you're negotiating your happiness if you have to adjust something and so you have to see like and i said are some things out are crazy yeah like when people are like, oh, I want somebody that's like seven feet tall, blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, go fly a kite. You're not finna get that. Most of the women mm. who want that probably marry somebody within the average height range of about five eight, five nine. Probably ain't even touch six feet. Mm-hmm. They still holes. And at thirty and plus. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I think we all agree to disagree as we typically do with this. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, we didn't necessarily agree, disagree, disagree. I think what we. I think what we agree oh, to disagree yeah. is that, like, I see compromising and selling as two different things. 
I see compromise as literally what it is. Mm -hmm. I may have an idea about something that equates to happiness and you have an idea of something else that equates to happiness and how can we make this work together where we can mm -hmm. both walk away happy. But you see that as compromising happiness. But when you decide to be with someone, you're going to compromise. It's no like I don't I don't see having a relationship with someone unless it's a very unconventional relationship I'm, that you're going to be in that doesn't require that compromise and it's a it will be a daily compromise. So okay, so let me explain it like this then. I understand you're gonna have to compromise. It still doesn't negate the fact that I'm settling less than for my happiness. The moment I have to adjust something, I'm settling less. I just, I just, I think the level of compromise depending on the partner on who you with. If you like them more than you compromise with, if you find yourself compromising with them on a consistent, on level, and you're like giving it, you're probably getting taken advantage of, or like it more, you usually it could become into like a people pleasing like role. I feel like. I don't know because even I could picture something of. And I'm just thought I could picture out mm -hmm. anything to be an idea of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe the idea of happiness is something that I'm going to go do. And then say the person that I'm with either adds or takes away from something of the plan that I had, but ultimately it makes it better. Am I really compromising still? So they're taking away from something. Taking away something from it, but it makes it so much better. In Am I really compromising? In that situation, you didn't compromise. Um, well, no, yeah, you did compromise for that it, moment. It wasn't everything that I had planned. Exactly, but it turned out. But thankfully, it turned. The language is thankfully it turned out better. But it's still a compromise, and that's, that's thankfully a, that's, it turned. out mean, at one point you was worried, and you was not happy at that one point, and thankfully, because it wouldn't your hard work and effort. Thankfully. But compromising is to come to a resolution. That's why you have the communication. Look, I, I so I'm so I'm not I'm not in disagreeance. All I'm saying is that you have two worlds. I have my world. You have you no know, your world in a sense. And I think you are sharing each other's world. And so the compromise comes into like understanding of like what each other's what people want. I get you. I can't wait till you be in love. I can't wait till you get that special no, I someone. Yeah, I, I can't I'm wait playing. to hear these compromises that you're going to be doing. Ooh. I will have a cat. I wish I, you bring your cat the best because you're going to compromise with the damn cat, even though you think you don't. No, no. What am I going to compromise with a cat for? We'll see. I compromise with Charlie every day. What you do for compromising with him? Just how I really do. <laughs> Like your mama sleeping with her in the bed, I compromise with Charlie every day. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm she, she don't listen. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you think you you gonna compromise, Charlie is my dog, people. Um, yeah. So we compromise mm -hmm. every day. <laughs> I bet I ain't I ain't mad at it. I can I can stand my little dog. Mm -mm. Oh, honeysuckle rose. She out here lost somewhere in Houston. I didn't lose her, y'all. <laughs> I, I didn't lose her. She just she is lost. So if you haven't seen New York, somebody recently got him within the last. Well, that's been out. It's been a year. Three, now. four months. Oh, it's been a year. Almost, yeah. Oh, she gone. She gone. No, no, my poor baby. She ain't even got that name no more. Honeysuckle Rose does not exist. She I just hope they treat her. I just hope they treat her good. That's all. <laughs>
Well, yes. guys, we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Juicy Cup Podcast. And make sure you follow us and tell your friends about us. And, you know, we got interesting things coming up. Our social medias are for Instagram. You can catch us at the underscore juicy underscore cup underscore podcast. And then on Twitter, we are at the underscore juicy underscore cup. And, you know, let us know if you want us to talk about anything or uh, hear our opinion about any subjects or anything. Let us know. Hopefully we have more information about this um, political stuff. Yep. I have to find about it. We'll talk about it next time podcast. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening.